Hi, welcome to A Few Minutes with K. Mitch. I'm your host, Kevin Mitchell. And I'm just a Midwest guy living on the West Coast, figuring out life day by day through family, fitness, health, and work, and definitely friendships. I just want to take a few minutes right now to say thank you so, so much for all of you that downloaded and listened to the first episode of A Few Minutes with K. Mitch, One Step at a Time. I truly, truly appreciate all the stories that you sent me, all the text messages, all the direct messages, amazing stories. Some are really sad, but are coming to a better end, and you see the light, just like my story. And if I helped you in any, any way, then that is totally worth the, the, the scared feeling that I had telling my story, and it's And if I helped you in any way, it's totally worth the 30 minutes that I talked about uh, my story on that podcast. And I hope that, that down the road that I can keep doing this and keep helping you and keep inspiring you to be better one day at a time, one step at a time. I am not perfect. I don't have life figured out. This is why I'm doing this. I just want to be a better person. I want to help you out. And by doing this, I think it's working so far. So that's a plus. And I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the feedback that I've got so far uh, for episode one. So this is a few minutes with K. Mitch. Like I said, I'm your host, Kevin Mitchell. And today's episode for episode two is called regrets. And I always hear people say uh, you should live without regrets. But I think we all have regrets. And this is just like my opinion, of course. But I know some of my regrets have made me see more clearly, have made me a better person, has shaped the person that I'm becoming, uh, steered me down a better path. But if you think for a minute, you probably have regrets too in your life. And if you think for a few minutes, did you learn from them? I know I did. And I know I have. I have a lot of regrets, actually, and I'm not going to hide it. Uh, I regret not joining the military. Uh, I regret developing some seriously unpleasant eating habits that I am currently trying to fix. It's an uphill battle, day in and day out. I know I'm not alone here. It's hard. You cannot live without food. And that's a tough, tough battle for a lot of people. But I have regrets for developing unpleasant eating habits when I was in college. If I would have had the surrounding people uh, that I have right now in my life, those those habits probably wouldn't be here today. Um, but I have one regret. I have one regret that uh, helped me change overnight. And it's, it's a big one. Um, insecurities played a huge factor in this regret. Uh, not to mention I've, I've you know, had fluctuated in weight at this point in time. And I was brand new to living in Southern California. 
I didn't know hardly anyone, just the people at my uh, local CrossFit gym that I was going to at the time. Uh, so I had a zero tolerance for alcohol at this point, like zero. And I mean tolerance meaning like I could not handle uh, drinking. Uh, in college, I drank a lot, like I talked about uh, in episode one, and I was okay. I mean, I thought it was okay, but this story I'm about to tell you, to this day, and this happened five years ago, I'm truly embarrassed about to this day. And I'm telling you, uh, because I am not a perfect person, I'm telling you that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have regrets, but you have to learn from them. And that's the most important part. So I had some friends living in San Diego. I'm not going to say their names, um, but they are still true friends of mine. I've known them for a long time. Uh, they live in San Diego and they were having a party for Halloween. And they invited me. They wanted me to come down. They wanted to see me, and I thought it was great. So I got out of work early uh, on a Friday. got a costume. I, you know, it was a whoopee cushion. Um, drove down on a Friday night. Hung out with my buddy the night before this party. His wife made all kinds of great uh, stuff the night, you know, the night before, like cake and, and all this. Uh, and him and I went to the casino and gambled a little bit and came back. And that was a Friday night. Easy, chill, nothing, no big deal. Well, Saturday comes and I start to get nervous because I don't know hardly any of their friends. I know their neighbors, barely, just from moving here. And I know a few of the friends that, my, that one of my friends works with. Like She has a group of people that she hung out with in her circle. And my buddy and his wife, they're like, hey, you know, you're going to love it. These people are great. Don't worry, just have fun. It's going to be a good time. Well, inside, and I'm not telling them this, that I'm super nervous. I'm new. I, I want to make friends. I want to impress them. Like, hey, I'm not a douchebag. Uh, but at the end of the night, I become the biggest douchebag ever. So the night starts up. I start pre-drinking with my buddy. And my buddy can handle his alcohol. He's an ex-military guy. He never really had that big of a problem that I know of drinking in, in school uh, when we went to college together. So he could handle his business. But me, I dropped 20 pounds. My tolerance was out the door. I was nervous and I was insecure. So we start pre-drinking and I start feeling it like right away. And I'm trying to drink water eat a couple things here and there, try to like bring my level of my buzz from the alcohol down. More people show up. I start drinking more because I, you know, I'm, I don't hardly know anybody. I'm trying to mingle. I'm super nervous and I really don't know why uh, I was so nervous, but I was. And then come shots, shots, beer, some sugary punch mix. So you get where I'm going. There's a lot of mixing of the alcohol. And I'm not talking a little bit. I'm doing like five, six shots. I'm drinking from a bottle. I'm binge drinking like I'm 21 in college at a fraternity party. 
going hard in the paint. And it's all because I was super insecure with myself. And before I know it, I'm starting to black out. I don't know what to do. I start saying things to people. I don't even to this day truly know what I was saying to people. I said stuff to their neighbors. I said stuff to random people I didn't know. And people started to truly look at me oddly. And I was making a scene before I knew it. So I had eaten some food earlier and I start to feel like I'm going to puke. Well, I go into the bathroom and I don't make it. And I puke all over their bathroom floor and they have like white tile. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful house. And I puke all over the, their, their white tile in the bathroom. And I'm embarrassed, so I'm locked the door. And my buddy's like, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? You know, Kevin, are you okay? I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm starting to clean up. Well, he gets in because he's nervous. He's scared. Rightfully so. This is one, his house. Two, one of his closest friends from college is acting like an idiot at this point. And I'm cleaning up. So he's like, oh, man, oh, man. All right, so everyone starts cleaning up. I start to stand up and I fall backwards right into his shower. And I pull down his shower curtain, shower rod. Um, and at this point, probably three-fourths of the party's like watching this happen. And that's it. My buddy had to put me to bed. They cleaned up after me. I was a mess. But I don't remember any of this. This is what they told me. I had no idea what I said to people. I still don't, and I don't want to know. All I know is I upset a lot of people. So much to the point where when I am in San Diego with them, I still feel anxiety from this night. They don't put that on me. I put that on myself because of what I did to myself that night. I did it. No one told me to do all those shots. No one told me to drink all those beers. I did it. I brought that onto myself. I haven't seen any of those people that were at that party that night that I know of since that night. And that was five years ago. And I've been down to San Diego maybe a handful of times since because I'm so nervous. And they, you know, my friends tell me, hey, Kev, no big deal, buddy. Hey, we've all been there. I've, we've all been there. No. Not like this. Nah. I was in a deep, dark hole of insecurity. I was nervous. I didn't hardly know anybody in Southern California. They were my family. They're still my family. I still love them dearly. But I regret that night. You know, the next day I got up, I had no idea. They're upset with me, clearly. I mean, they had the right to be. And so... I helped clean. I tried to sneak out of that. To be honest, I tried to get the hell out of there because I knew something was weird. 
I remember getting sick. I remember falling, but I don't remember what I was saying to people. So I tried to get out of there and leave. But they were like, hey, where are you going? You know, I had to swab the deck. I had to help clean. I made some mess. I needed to help clean it all up. So I cleaned as fast as I could. I made sure they were good to go, and I got out of there. And I don't think I listened to any music on the two-and-a-half-hour ride back to Fullerton when I lived in Fullerton at the time. I didn't listen to any music. I sat there in silence for two and a half hours and I cried. What did I do to myself? Why did I do this? It's the biggest regret to this day that I have is that night. What did I learn from it? I learned one big thing that I have to control myself when I drink. Now I've had two slip ups since then and, and some would say, listening to this, wow, you're an alcoholic. Well, yeah, probably, probably. So I had to step back. And to this day, I get some shit. When I go to the bar and I have a beer and I'm saying, no, I'm good. Or two beers. No, I, I'm done. I'm done. It's all from that night. Not, like I said, I've had two slip ups. Once at a graduation party for a friend at nursing school. And another one was at a Christmas party uh, for, my, for my gym. Two slip-ups in five years is pretty good. Now, I'm not clean and sober. I drink here and there. I sell booze for a living. Okay? I have to taste it to know what I'm talking about. But I know where my limit is now. And truly, my tolerance since that time has gone way down. And I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is people giving me shit for it. Like, hey man, why aren't you drinking more? Hey man, do some shots. What, what's wrong with you? I, I, I don't have to. I don't care what you think. I know in my heart that I can't do that. I know what happens to me when I go overboard. I have to control myself. So the, the biggest regret I have, in turn, made me learn a lot about myself and who I am. Yes, I can still have a beer socially, two beers, maybe even three. But I really do cut myself off or I space it way out and drink water in between. It's just what's best for me. But I cannot stand it when people give me shit for it. I'm just like, you know, screw off. It's me. This is what I want to do. You would understand if you were in my shoes. So, I have to really think about what I'm doing here. When these situations come up and there's alcohol involved and it's, and it's a social setting. Because I don't want to embarrass myself. Again, like that. I don't want to embarrass my friends. I don't want to embarrass my wife. I don't want to get in trouble with the law. So I step back. I limit myself when I'm in those situations. And it's worked out okay. You know? Uh, You know? It's rough. 
I mean, this story is rough for me. And I don't want to have to repeat that story again down the road with myself or with my family. It's my choice to slow down. And I'm okay with it. And I own my past. And I own all my regrets. But I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm trying to better myself every day. And now that I'm a dad, I'm a role model. I'm a role model to a little girl who looks up to me and sees the way I am and sees the things that I do, the way I act, the way I talk, the way I present myself, if I exercise or if I shove a bag of hot Cheetos down my throat. She sees all of this. She's a sponge. And I want to be a great role model to her. So that's all I got for today. It's a little short. I just wanted to tell my story about my biggest regret. And I want you to sit back and think about the regrets you might have. And did you learn from them? I bet you did. And it's okay to have them. We all do. We all do. So thank you so, so much for listening to episode two, Regrets. On a few minutes with K. Mitch. I'm toying with some other options here on the podcast. Like trying to use GarageBand. Uh, I'm practicing with it. I want to get good at it. Because I want to have some interviews. I want to interview my friend Josh who has a podcast. Uh, I want to interview my wife. And talk about some things in the past uh, that happened to her. I want to interview friends that have good stories. that That you can apply them to your life. And things that have happened to you. That's really where I'm going with this. I mean, every week uh, that I put a podcast out may not have this huge story or uh, significant lesson, but if it helps you in any way, that makes my week so much better and makes me super, super happy. So if you could, uh, give me a review. Five-star would be awesome iTunes uh, rates podcasts on reviews and and comments. So if you could, please give me a review. Uh, A five-star review would be awesome. Write something out. If you don't like it, that's okay too. But all reviews are super helpful. Keep sending me direct messages, text messages, uh, emails, uh, comments. I love it. I love hearing your stories. And wherever I can improve on this, I got some, some, uh, some great feedback on what crutches I used in the last uh, episode so I'm trying to get better at that and I hopefully each podcast gets a little bit better a little bit better and a little bit better so again thank you so much for listening to a few minutes with K Mitch have a wonderful wonderful week take care